0: Welcome to Pancakes on Sunday. Ha, like pancakes, we have many different flavors that we bring to the table each week. Talk sports, mental health, women's awareness, interviews, games, and entertainment, and much more. This week, my name is Joe, and I'm joined by the fam, the crew. We're here back again. This time, we got something a little bit different. This week's theme, which we did post something on Facebook, if you follow us on Facebook, Pancakes on Sunday.
1: Yeah,
0: dude. Uh, dun, we posted dun, dun. a little, a little questionnaire on what you guys wanted to hear, and one of the things that popped up was conspiracy theories. So we're gonna cover two tonight. Mm. Ryan and I are both gonna cover a conspiracy theory. Um, they are we when we planned it, we didn't both mean to do some sort of military conspiracy theory. Nope. Especially the Navy, it was just kind of just happened. Mm. But um, and I tried to find one that I've never heard of. Something that was interesting that I've never heard of before until I've, I started looking up these conspiracy theories. So, But uh, we're going to go, Ryan, first.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, Let's go
1: down that rabbit hole, boys. Today,
2: I will be telling you guys the story of the sinking of the USS Scorpion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. It was a U.S. submarine that sank in 1968. All 99 sail- sailors perished. And to this date, the U.S. Navy has no idea what happened to it.
0: Is that like brink of like Cold War That's
2: Cold War. That's Cold War. War.
3: Did it, did, yeah, that is Cold War. Yeah. Did we, did we find the people? We, the the sub has been found. Yes. Oh, okay. The sub has
2: been found, but it's like in here. It's like two miles under the ocean. You there's you're not getting to it. It's down. Okay, there. so
3: we know it's down there.
2: Yeah, we just don't know what happened. We have there's ideas, can't but see they can't confirm. Correct. Okay. Nobody can confirm how it sank.
1: It's too far down to retrieve.
2: Right. So, uh, like I said, USS Scorpion, it was a skip class submarine. They were in service from 1959 to 1961. They were the fastest nuclear subs at the time. They were the fastest until the USS Los Angeles came around. Uh, Class under service, according to the 13th edition of the ship's aircraft of the U.S. fleet, These 3,075-ton subs had a top speed of 30 knots in miles per hour. That would be 34 miles per hour. It was armed with six 21 torpedo tubes capable of firing anything from World War II vintage MK-14 torpedoes to the early versions of the multi-roll MK-48.
0: So big boys.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This sub was fully loaded and ready to roll. So this thing was a war machine ready to do whatever the hell was needed to be done.
0: Just floating around somewhere in the ocean. Yep. Well, not floating. It's under the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so from uh,
2: 1960 to 1967, the Scorpion did multiple missions from testing new nuclear submarine tactics and was involved in clandestine missions. So it would basically just go spy on the Soviets and just whatever. Uh, in 1963, the U.S. started the SubSafe program. Before that, there was a lot of uh, subs that had issues. There was one called the USS Thresher, that sank due to a, I think it was a poor valve. Basically, the part of the sub that would make the ship surface, the... The ballast tanks. Correct. It was flooded, and they couldn't surface. So all 129 sailors died,
0: and that but was I mean, the worst summary It's flooded because they sucked in water to sink, so and then they pump water out to float again.
2: They couldn't pump out. Oh, okay. They couldn't pump out. Just, so that's they were what stuck happened So due to that, <laughs>
3: that sucks. Yeah. until
2: you run
1: out of air, correct? And then, yeah. yeah, that that's, would
2: be a miserable way to die.
1: That would be terrible. Yeah. Oh.
2: So, due to that accident, the United States Navy came up with the SubSafe program. Since SubSafe was installed, the turnaround for ships were about quadrupled timed. But because the demand of the submarines was very high the Chief of Naval Operations authorized the U.S. Scorpion to receive experimental accelerated overhaul so since the experimental overhaul the safety checklist got smaller so they weren't go, they weren't dotting their, their I's and they weren't crossing their T's now
0: was there like an experimental thing like was it legitimately like
2: no this was they wanted the sub back out of ocean. they just wanted to hurry up and get it the fuck so out so there really
0: wasn't experimental they were just like
2: no they, okay. were just, they were just—they cutting corners, and they wanted. There was a huge need for a submarine to be in the water, and they're like, "You need to go." And due to that, that could be one of the reasons why
0: I sank. "God, where's the ocean when you need them?" Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah. Part in the pun. Right. OSHA, ocean, and especially like regulations that are now
1: like. Good <laughs> That was good.
0: That was
2: really good. <laughs> uh, the crew would have to continue using Jerry rigged equipment. During the overhaul, there would be numerous defective welds on pipes. Because of those bad welds, the Scorpion would only be able to dive down to 110 meters, which is 360 feet. And it looked, I looked up how far the Skip class could dive, and it came out to 210 meters, which is 700 feet. So due to bad welds and lack of care, it could only do half of the dive.
0: Well, there's regulations on that now.
3: I'll yep. tell, you, tell you what. So is there a lot of conspiracies formed of, like, whether it's actually there or not?
0: As in
2: as in the submarine itself? Yeah. No, the sub's there. Yeah. Sub's totally there. The theory is they don't know what happened. They don't know if it was torpedoed, if it just blew up because of bad things, if it was taken out what by no ship. What did you see
3: out there that could have possibly happened? Oh, there life.
2: was... There was... Uh, I have to go down and
0: look... Because it seems like it was just like lack of safety and like oh, yeah. that stuff that just something failed on it and it sank to a part part of the ocean where correct we just can't get it so we can't
2: retrieve it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a little bit of a story real quick before we go into this. Uh, May 16th 1968, Scorpion was tasked to find the position of Soviet ships that were reported off the coast of Azores Island. I think I pronounced that right.
1: We'll take it
2: right. Yep. Then after they would head back to the port of Norfolk. At around midnight on May 21st, the Scorpion's captain, Commander Francis Slattery, transmitted that the Soviet submarine was located at 110 meters and that they were going to start their surveillance. And that was the last time the ship was heard from. So they were surveilling the Soviet sub. So they could have been blown. They could have. And they were only at their 110 depth. That was their max depth that they could dive to.
0: So, but the ship now, or the, the thing now sits how, about two miles down? Yes. Okay, yes. and we we know where it is, Have, and we've seen it. Like we've taken. Yeah oh,
2: yeah, oh, you can see pictures of it. You can totally see pictures it of it. Is it together? Like, is it whole? There is there is a part that was blown apart, like the part that would stick out of the water. Yeah, that's collapsed, and it was blown up like this, and outside in. It looks like I believe.
1: So something dropped on, onto it. That or potentially, potentially. That...
2: or change of pressure, like right. It could it could have went below oh, like what it was pit. supposed
3: to. Yeah, like and then know, blew up and crushed from correct outside. In correct from pressure. So mm-hmm. especially with poor welds, that's right. possible. Yeah. So
2: after we're not, we're not <laughs> after not returning to port in June, the Navy finally started to go searching for the sub. The Navy used a dynamic Bayesian bi- statistical method. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it is. It's not fancy. Mm. No. All that's saying is the Navy would come up with assumptions, and due to their expertise, they would kind of narrow down what they think actually happened.
3: (laughs) That's funny.
2: So there you go. Let's just call it this. Yeah. uh, Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But there was a breakthrough in the search for the sub. There was a Navy listening station that found 190 seconds of what seemed to be underwater explosions.
1: Oh, maybe it did. Around the time.
2: Around where that sub was at.
1: So okay.
0: like, mines or something?
2: That no okay Nobody knows. It's explosions. Though. Right, but there was explosions. Explosions were heard for ninety seconds. Hmm. So after four months, the Oce- Oceanographic search and rescue vessel, the USS- USNS Mazar, found the two hundred and fifty foot long scorpion four hundred and sixty miles southwest of Azores. So the ship is found, they have pictures of it, and yeah.
3: But they can't retrieve anything no. Mm. no you can see it down there yeah i can't reach it <laughs> in
2: 1969 the navy held a court to figure out you know what happened there is no clear answer the navy can't even answer it
0: mm. what if they try looking into it re- like now because like now we have the technology to where like we can send a little robot thing down and attach giant air badge two to miles them.
3: down in the ocean that's, I think that's the deep still that's too deep, deep. For, robots, for even, yeah, like I mean, robots. we have
0: pictures of it, so obviously we've sent something down there. Right. So something can go down there. Yep. But imagine if we can like You attach... Probably can't go all the way to the ship because you could take zoomed in pictures. Yeah. Not necessarily because there's no light I mean, down there, so I mean, it had, the light has to be from the they, robot. They so... did get
2: subs down to the Titanic. There was a oh, there was a manned sub that went down there, so there's got to be something they can go down there and check yeah, that out with.
3: Maybe they don't want to know.
2: Maybe so. Theories. On board the sub had Mark 37 torpedoes. They were known to be defective. They were infamous for overheating and even combusting. So the torpedoes they had on board potentially could have just blown
3: up. So there's theory number one. Mm. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. You said there's a guy that went down to the Titanic also. Yes. But the Titanic never sank.
2: Stop it! (laughs)
3: You can you stop it. Go, go home. Go home. You can do that on another episode.
2: <laughs> another theory uh, those Mark 37 torpedoes were sonar guided torpedoes. And they believe that potentially they may have locked onto themselves and launched a torpedo.
3: Oh my Lanta. <laughs> the military wants to cover up that dude, soldier blew themselves up. Wild. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, think
0: of the technology in a submarine in the in the '60s. I mean, just think of technology. I mean, I guess in the '60s we did go to the moon, right? Supposedly, don't
3: (laughs) another episode. Oh my god, you guys.
0: So
2: I will also say this: the year of 1968, there was four subs that mysteriously sank to the ocean. There was a U.S. sub. There was a U.K. sub. There was a Finnish sub. And a Soviet sub.
3: This is all during the Cold War.
2: Correct. Theory number three, did they get sank by that Soviet
0: sub? And then they sunk the Soviet sub. And Nothing's confirmed. Because it's a Cold War and no one really wanted to claim anything because correct. they didn't want to start World War Three. Correct. Yeah. And the final theory, did it sink
2: just because of hack jobs? And the Navy just wanted to hurry up and get it out there. And due to their lack of caring... 99 sailors died.
3: Hmm. Yeah, because uh, definitely the Navy doesn't want to admit that.
2: Correct. Correct.
1: And maybe that's why they, they haven't gone down and get, gotten
2: it. Potentially. But yeah, but that's the USS Scorpion. That's what I, I got. I don't
0: think I ever wanted to work on a sub ever again. I would never want to do that. That's just... Because I know, like, they're underwater for so many, so long, and... He works on a submarine.
3: Yeah. yeah they don't mean, see the
0: daylight, and they don't know what time mm. or, like, any sort of sense yeah. of time on a
3: sub, because... You're underwater for months at a time? I don't know if I would want to be in a sub either. Granted, I wouldn't be allowed. I'm too tall.
2: Yeah. But But one of the things that when I read was one of the issues was there was a Freon leak. And I remember reading that there was one of the big things for the ship was this ship actually had air conditioning. So the, the crew was like, cool, we get to work on a sub that has air conditioning. Because before this, subs were dark, dreary, gross places that you didn't want to be on. So there was kind of a cool thing about being on it, but I mean, other than that, maybe that
3: caused problems. I that was so an exciting. issue. That
2: was that was one of the issues. But there, what there was a free on leak at one point when they were out at the uh, at ocean. So
3: they all pass out and die
2: potentially, and then the sub sinks potentially. Jesus. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah. What happened?
2: That, I mean, that's that. I mean,
3: let's go find out. Right?
2: You want to go treasure hunting, right? I
3: can
2: die. <laughs> but yeah, that is my.
3: Uh, Wait, you said there was two million in gold on this stuff? There might be. <laughs> There's a bunch let's of 1960s or <laughs> 1950s uh, U.S. military
0: technology. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, go do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of U.S. Uh, missiles real quick. Did you guys know the sidewinder missile? Have you guys heard of that? I've heard of crazy. it. Dude, we have missiles that you launch off a jet and will basically jet out and go behind you. Yeah, they're yeah, they're sidewinders, dude. They will straight hit a target behind you. That's oh, wild. there's a guy on my tail? Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, my conspiracy I chose the Philadelphia Experiments. This will be interesting. Uh, One of the most grotesque conspiracy theories I recently heard about is the Philadelphia Experiments. Mm. I did actually hear it on a... Someone mentioned it on a previous... On someone else's podcast that I listened to. But they didn't go into detail. And it was just like, I've never heard of that. And I actually started looking it up and I was like, oh, that's... That's some juicy stuff.
1: You gave me me a little (laughs) bit of insight last week, and I was interested.
0: The Philadelphia experiments are most notably known by the incident that occurred in the fall of 1943, where a U.S. Navy destroyer by the name of the USS Eldridge, which I'm going to just use Eldridge from now on. I'm not going to do the USS when I talk about the ship. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. was made invisible and teleported from Philadelphia to Norfolk, Virginia. What? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
3: 1943.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Disappeared. <laughs> Gone. Uh, just off the bat, I mean, the government experimenting with tra- teleportation in 1943 right in the middle of World War II in the hopes to transport ships faster around the world. I mean, <laughs> you imagine fucking, like, teleportation. That's crazy that they, so were, they were trying were to like
3: do it in the f- they were yeah
0: support yeah. well obviously everything the government denied you know, all these what I'm going right. to go through and all, all that stuff and dude, there's dude. for what they people have- saw there are theories and I also go into that as well but yeah teleportation in the 40s that's pretty wild uh now according to records of the ship's diary which the logs all which logs all the ventures the ship's taken. Actually before I start before I go really any further, mm-hmm. I will say I do have sources for this episode. And I have naval history and heritage article from the Philadelphia experiment. Um Discovery UK, they had an article, what is the true story of the Philadelphia experiment? Um an article from Wikipedia about Saint Elmo's fire, and we'll get into that as well. Um, so there's there's a couple articles and websites and stuff that I pulled stuff from, but I tried it to summarize. Like yeah. Ship. Mm-hmm. Um, now, according to these records, so the ship's diary, every ship from the time it leaves dry dock and it's put out into service, they have the ship's diary, and it logs everywhere it's been. The time it leaves a port and the time it gets somewhere and what it's doing and everything else. Um, I'm going to read a little bit, kind of like the basic of some of the ship's diary because it kind of goes in later on. I'm going to go through some technical stuff and we can bullshit later. Um, now, according to the records of the ship diary, the log began the commissioning of the ship in August 27th, 1943. And sat in New York Harbor and Long Island Sound until September 16th, same year. Which sailed down to Bermuda, arriving on the 18th of October, to undergo training exercises until October 15th. On October 15th, when the Eldritch left in a convoy for New York, the convoy arrived in New York on October 18th, so three days. So it's like it was down in Bermuda for a month and then a three day convoy back up to New York. Uh, Until November 1st, when it was part of an escort for a convoy, the UGS-23. On November 2nd, the convoy entered the Naval Operating Base in Norfolk, Virginia. On November 3rd, the Eldritch and the convoy left for Casablanca, where it arrived in November 22nd. And then on the 29th, the Eldritch left one of the escorts for a convoy August twenty-two and arrived with the convoy on December seventeenth in New York Harbor. I know this is a lot, and it kind of comes together when it comes to the, the quote-unquote disappearance um, during the time frame. You know, but during this time frame, the Eldritch was never in Philadelphia. Now, this information in the ship's diary can be found in the National Archives, but this is where the ship gets we- the shit gets weird. Mm. Everything stated above sounds pretty normal for a ship in World War II. Training missions, supply convoys, and escort missions, nothing too crazy. But the story goes, on October 28, 1943, new technology developed under Project Rainbow. Although there's no record of Project Rainbow in relation to teleportation, there was a project or something called Rainbow, but it, had, it did have something to do with World War II, but it was more in the Pacific. Um... So there was no radar project. It was supposedly fitted on the U. So there was this supposed technology of a project Rainbow fitted onto the USS Eldritch, which was docked at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. It was never in Philly. Um, according to the ship's diaries, it said that those nearby ships witnessed the generators of the Eldritch begin to hum and a green blue hue, green blue hue. Some said a fog or a glow emanated from the destroyer's hull, and in an instant the ship simply vanished. It said the ship reappeared again just as suddenly, but only after it was spotted materializing out of thin air over 200 miles away in the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia, before then vanishing a second time. Not only did it render an entire cannon-class destroyer escort ship invisible, but it teleported it over 200 miles away and back again. It was classified that it was said that classified military documents revealed that like far darker implications. When the when the Eldridge rematerialized in Philadelphia, members of its crew shuff, suffered injuries ranging from minor to catastrophic. Nausea, disorientation, insanity, third-degree burns, mysterious illnesses were all cited. But the most alarming was the crew were found... Some of the crew were found fused into the ship. That's mm. wild. <clears throat> like, there was people... That's like wild. Suppo- <laughs> so, the ship disappeared...
1: They Jim's leg. Right.
0: But they were still alive. The but people. The yeah. people who were fused in the ship were still alive but they were connected to the ship like you're walking down so, the water. like it all like, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah like everything materialized and then when it reappeared so, it just it didn't go back to normal if you were standing and who too close there's two people I get into that and then I also kind of debunked it as well okay so um <laughs> it has been said that many people witnessed these events But only one person came forward in the 1950s with details about what he witnessed back in 1943. That man's name is Carl Meredith Allen. In in the 1950s, Carl Allen wrote hundreds of letters to an author of a book called The Case for UFOs in 1955 by Morris K. Jessup. Carl tried to convince Jessup to stop researching Einstein's incomplete unified field theory and explained what he witnessed with the Eldritch. So this Jessup character who wrote a book about UFOs and, and aliens and stuff like that was I guess experimenting with Einstein stuff and Carl was like and this Carl Allen fellow who witnessed the Eldritch was like, Hey, don't do that. This shit's it, it's real and he's trying to convince him, <laughs> but I mean
2: this
0: but it I mean it's found out that this Carl Allen guy doesn't have there's no physical proof. He doesn't have, like, there's no video of it. He doesn't have, there's no proof. How is... Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's just word of mouth.
1: Yeah. And potential
0: people seeing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Another witness came forward in 1988, four years after Hollywood made a movie about the claim in 1984. So there is a movie called The Philadelphia Experiment that they made in the 80s that is supposedly like based off of this story but not really a thing kind of deal the man name is l bielick he claimed he was aboard the eldridge when it disappeared and that he had been brainwashed to forget it it was only upon watching the movie's depictions of the events that the memories came flooding back despite bielick's claims with new evidence or now evidence. Or proof of conspiracy, the Philadelphia Experiment lives on. So, yeah, like I mean, suppose the government was experimenting with teleportation. They somehow made a ship disappear and go to a dock and then reappear, and people fused into the wall and mysterious sicknesses and everything else. And then this guy was brainwashed to forget it.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. I love it. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my. Wow.
0: Now, what I could find about Mm -hmm. the experiments that the Navy was working on, on this, was radar invisibility, like, what radar invisibility, Mm -hmm. the ability to appear appear invisible on a radar to avoid torpedoes and U-boats, or submarines. Yeah, we do that
3: now. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Some ships at the time had massive generators that created a magnetic field that scrambled the ships to enemy radar. Um, Someone came forward at one point, Navy electrician Douglas Dudgeon stated that special generators were placed on both the Eldridge and the USS Enstrom to make these ships quote-unquote invisible. It wasn't implemented to the entire fleet during World War II, but it is definitely technology that the military uses today. So they were experimenting with radar scrambling technology back in the 40s.
3: Sounds like they scrambled Carl's brain. Fuck and, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, they were quote unquote invisible to radar, but it's not like the ship necessarily teleported. So, is this just a made up story that people came up with? But why?
2: Right. That's what I'm wondering. So, like, how does this Carl guy how, just make
3: up this story about this ship
2: that? Yeah, then? yeah. How how is it it can be made up when people saw it go over here and all of a sudden it reappeared over here
0: and then all
1: of a sudden yeah, but saw people, come back only Carl.
0: Carl and and then this guy sees a movie about the events and starts getting memory flashbacks or okay. something. I mean, so these did, two
1: guys, what are their credentials and how were they there? Are they are the they...
0: Carl Allen guy? Was he was a sailor on a merchant ship that was part of one of the escorts or convoys? Okay. So he was in the harbor for one of the convoys at the time of when the Eldritch was in the harbor because they were in the same convoy. Mm-hmm. Um. So they were in the they he te- he
3: how many there.
0: More pe- people witness that's what I'm saying if well, this thing's a harbor full of people
1: well were they so they're military personnel essentially the
0: the merchant ship is not technically um, military, military. No, no. it's more like they're goods or they're probably moving stuff than, than that they have a military protection because it is during World War Two right okay. so they have a military escort. Because it was a destroyer ship. So it's just protection. So...
1: I'm trying to psychoanalyze Carl. You see what I'm doing now? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who he is as a person. Got it. Because ultimately, uh. you don't have to legitimately and purposefully make something up, right? Carl could have definitely believed that this thing happened if it didn't actually happen.
0: True. If it mean, was delusional about, and
1: hallucinating. What
0: about the guy who got flashbacks from a movie and said he was brainwashed and now he's getting these memory flashbacks? Well, exactly. I mean,
1: right.
0: So now this electrician, Navy electrician, also said that um, he also explained this greenish blue glow that was result that was likely a result of a lightning Like a phenomenon known as St. Elmo's Fire. And I will get into what St. Elmo. Well, I guess I'll. St. Elmo's Fire is an amazing movie. I
3: was going to
2: say, it's a movie from the 80s. I know it's a movie, (laughs) but
0: it's actually a, like, a occurring thing in nature where St. Elmo's Fire is a reproducible and demonstrable form of plasma. The electric field around the affected object causes ionization of the air molecules, producing a faint glow easily visible in low-light conditions. Conditions that can generate St. Elmo's fire are present during thunderstorms when high-voltage differentials are present between clouds and the ground underneath. The nitrogen and oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere cause St. Elmo's fire fluorescence with blue or violet light. This is similar to the mechanism that causes neon lights to glow, albeit at a different color due to the different gas involved. So... The intense if they if the SS if the Eldritch and this other ship had this these fancy generators on as experiments mm-hmm. and they powered up these generators and if the weather was inclement I mean there, and they mess with
3: the there, magnetic
0: field yeah there right. definitely could have been like an ionization around the ship which could have be produced damned. this
3: the produced this flat. glow <laughs> <laughs> and then for the
0: sake of the distance between the two locations between Virginia and Philadelphia, Norfolk, Virginia and Philadelphia, were connected by inland canals. These canals can make a two-day trip by ocean to just six hours. So I guess there aren't explanations to what Allen and Dungeon witnessed, but I want to believe the U.S. was experimenting with teleportation.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that there was canals that that, that would do so that. So in other
3: words, these merchants and possible crackpots just didn't know what they were saying. Potentially, because the these was inland there
0: just... these inland canals only they connected the military bases, so it wasn't How like you these say in... people are infused to a ship. Right, I want to know that part.
2: What's up with that? <laughs> right, right. But, but you
3: <laughs> took some heavy LSD that day. <laughs> Could you imagine teleportation? Though that would be pretty cool. Could yeah. you imagine teleportation? Yeah, that I really... mean, you just gotta go through uh, black
0: hole. Not the bigger deal. It's whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if there was teleportation, would you own a car?
3: There be no need, no need at all. I think that's like, the problem with teleportation. But like even if to you, be able to dematerialize and rematerialize as the same without, person, without Correct. anything happening, is what I. I don't even think it's far fetched. If you get into the deep things of even physics and everything else that we can explain, and splitting atoms right. and everything else, that dematerialization is like I feel the easy part to figure mm-hmm. out. It's how do you rematerialize? Well, oh, right here, look. Somewhere. Else. I'm here. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, even if it was like everyone had a portal, and then like there was teleport stations to where we would all have to go to like a te- like a train station. I got but Willy
1: Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Harry
0: Potter. When a little mm-hmm. Guy mm-hmm. like
1: guy gets so like from
0: our house, we all get teleported to a hub, and then from there we can get to other oh, places. Honestly, we have to go from hub to hub. Look. We can't go great distances, but we can go no. from.
3: Hub. like We have layovers like airports or something like that. but And that's the crazy part. Just like disappearing in general is a very unique thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I tend to think about a lot of uh, magicians from back in the day. Most all disappearing acts are debunked. Right. It's all, it's all sleight of hand. And it's that. all sleight of hand and just illusion. Right. Like Houdini, his best magic trick was disappearing. How he did it? He would stand on stage, and curtains would come up and show those lions or those tigers or whatever. He would distract the entire audience with something. He simply walked off stage and walked to the back of the audience. Yeah. And would be like, (laughs) hola, like, here I am.
1: Well, that is magic. That is magic,
3: yeah. But, like, that's just a trick. It's just a sleight of hand. It's an illusion. So, like, if we're actually talking true teleportation, truly dematerializing, rematerializing, I don't know if that is possible. Especially if you're doing it in the 40s? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, that would, that is a crazy concept to think about. It really is. Like I said, I don't think it's hard possibly traveling so fast to break it down like, or to, to rip through something. I can see that, but it's just, like, reappearing as that like part. Like, jet engines were just coming out in the 40s. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, it always has been said. So, when, when you read a lot about this stuff, and I don't know what it is now, but the last time I looked, at any point in time, the technology that us as civilians knew, mm-hmm. military was already twenty five years in advance. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, our military is pushing twenty fifty type technology. Right yes. now. Correct. So back in the forties,
1: they were twenty six. Yeah. Twenty seventy. Yeah. yeah.
3: They had the technology. Or like Yeah. Yes. We weren't yes. even is aware. Yes. Of yes. Yeah. yeah. Because you got to think. Sat phones actually came out pretty early. The first cell phones, car phones, bag phones. Like, that stuff was still happening before. I mean, yeah. the military in
0: invented the internet. I mean, yeah. it was the internet is a, a product of the military. GPS. Yeah. Not Bill Gates?
3: No. But <laughs> I just... It is a crazy subject. Yeah. I love that subject. I love time, space,
2: disappearing, reappearing. I've heard about that one before I th- I want to say there was something on the Discovery Channel Or History Channel about it a long time yeah, cause ago Yeah, because who's
3: to say if you couldn't disappear Like, the moment that somebody does know How to dematerialize and rematerialize
2: Oh Time or travel f- also
3: becomes very real Or the fact when this was supposedly witnessed And people are fused
0: in the ship They had to have tried something Without people in the ship before I right? think you would try, yeah You don't just start with a ship Full of with people. People, in with it. people in it, yeah. yeah. You start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did anybody try to hit the blue plane? Nah. Yeah. Let's load it up real quick. So, <laughs>
3: make sure you take your pills.
0: <laughs> if they were experimenting with this stuff, they had to have started in small. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's still crazy. That yeah. The, who knows that they were fucking around with the teleportation? Einstein was making the the nuclear bomb and.
2: Yeah, doing that stuff. And we, we are, are getting closer
3: and closer to figuring out time travel.
1: Like Going through black holes. I mean, that's teleportation, isn't it? Actually, we're all but
3: I would have to re-look this up. I actually looked into the black hole theory. And with the way technology is going, with actually me and Joe were talking the other day about the fission and all that type of stuff. Um, what we have almost figured out is while we still haven't gone through a black hole or gotten through a black hole or seen the other side, but most scientific evidence is pointing to if you were to actually go through a black hole, you're just pretty much obliterated. It's almost just like... It's not even a connection to anything. It's almost like a... Dematerializing? Like a vacuum. It's more or less just like... Probably just crushed the pressure and everything else. It's
1: kind of like going underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Too far.
3: I mean, we also proved Dark Matter recently.
1: Buzz Lightyear did it, though.
3: Buzz Lightyear did do it. <laughs> I will give you that. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and if Buzz can do it, anybody can do it. Anybody can do can it. To infinity and beyond, baby. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that is a cool subject. Sure. That and...
1: is. That is really ah. interesting.
3: It is interesting that only, like, are those the only people you in that story that you found that are accounting for this? Because... What, what what throws me is how big this has become, right? But off no of two three, people. three people,
0: two people. From the pages that I've seen, that seemed like when I, when I was looking through sources and stuff, and I was reading the articles, I was trying to find articles that at least had the same story. Like mm-hmm. there was a few out there that had like astronomical shit in there. I'm like, that doesn't line up with
1: like like, like these dudes.
0: Yeah, comics, yeah, yeah. So. I tried to keep everything, at least everything sounded... So there is
3: other people out there claiming they saw stuff, too. Uh,
0: But those were the only two names, and then the Navy electrician that kind of debunked the stuff. But those were the only credible things that I could find. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that is weird that it became that big in a movie and everything from this one movie. Two movies.
0: 2012. There was another one. Did this dude have a connection to Hollywood? I mean, did they brainwash the entire base? Mm -hmm. Whoa!
2: I mean,
3: <laughs> brainwashing in military—if we're talking serious—I mean that—that's for sure was a real thing at one point. <laughs> Is this so. guy
1: still alive? Are either of them still alive?
3: No. Mm.
1: And that's the thing too with myths, right? Myths and legends. When over time, the it's story changes. It does. It's a game of telephone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game of telephone. Mm-hmm. The story changes. Mm-hmm. So what...
0: especially now, it's hard because I mean, if it happened in 1943, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah. there that's... was gold on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never know.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The okay. ship materialized,
2: but the gold just sank to the bottom of the bay. Mm-hmm. The gold materialized into the ship. It's in the walls. It's fused, yeah. man. It's fused, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can
3: still see Fred's eyes blink. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh like, my god! Water.
1: <laughs> That's fun. So yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So we're going to be doing our conspiracy theory in a couple weeks.
3: Yeah. Are we allowed to know what you guys are doing?
1: I figured we can do like a little... I mean, I'll give a little sneak
3: peek. Mm. Mm. If it flies, it's
1: by.
2: Stop it. No, you're not doing it.
1: Oh. Mm. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between two. I might do the John F. Kennedy assassination. Uh, Jeanette was really oh, interesting. That. That's, yes. oh, that's a fun, magical I watched the documentary yeah. on it one time, and it was that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also might do the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that'd be a cool God
3: one. Damn it, that was my
1: second choice. Yeah. But there's so, there's I'm a lot think. out there. I mean, there, I mean, there the is. Bermuda and tra- if yeah. we have fun with this, I mean, shit. Yeah. Let's we'll bring it back. So.
3: Cool. Either one yeah. of those is fine. Mm-hmm. Pyramids hold atomic bombs. Stop it. <laughs> Pyramids were built by aliens.
1: Yeah. Sasquatch is real.
0: You never know, man. 9-11 was fake. Oh, no. I mean, there's... there's, Did we go <laughs> to the moon? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so oh, many things. We went,
3: why haven't we been back?
2: Why not? There's aliens there.
3: There's a have an base
0: entire there. We haven't had a
1: base there.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are we already on Mars? Like, just...
1: Is this have, an illusion? Are yeah. we alive? Or is this hell? Is, is this heaven? Oh, come on, Is this as or as, on, as, it as it Come as it on, gets? Are we somewhere in the middle? Is Are the
2: earth sandwiched? flat? No. We're not <laughs> going there. No.
3: Absolutely not. No. Are we just a simulation? Someone, I'll go there. Someone needs to hit control I'll delete. I'll go there. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. go flat earth. I can't. Mm-hmm. Flat earth? I can't. Flat. I can't. You're right. It's kind of more like a donut.
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Go back to your damn drone
0: birds. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows what you'll hear. But yeah, we're going to date into some and see what weird ones we can find. Maybe we're going to find some more weird ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Send
1: us some ideas, too. I mean, shit. Email us or...
0: Follow us. Instagram. Pancakes on Sunday podcast.
1: Let us know what you want to hear.
0: Facebook. Twitter. (laughs) Twitter is Pancake on Sunday. I guess pancakes on Sunday was taken. It's pancakes. So it's
1: one pancake on Sunday? That's <laughs> all you Aww, get is just one. Twitter's Twitter's t- eats one pancake. It's a
0: big old pancake. Nope. Aww, Quarter man. size.
1: Quarter
0: size pancake. Last one. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> That's bullshit. That <laughs> is
1: bullshit. But
0: we will give you plenty of stacks on all sorts of stuff. If you follow us on Instagram, we primarily, I mean, we're, we're starting to spread out more, but. And we're going to try to be more consistent. We're working on it, we're mm-hmm. getting there. But. Mm-hmm. DM us, uh, send us messages. You know, follow us, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. You know, stay up to date when new episodes come out. Uh, sneak peeks. You know, we have a lot of ideas and planning ahead, and we're we're kicking. We're we're just trying to give you the stuff you want to Brandon. hear. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, what's up, uh... and a lot of stuff that we're starting to. <laughs> Flourish and be more interested in, and bring you series and stuff like through the looking glass of a therapist. There's already a bunch of episodes out now. Check those out. Chelsea headlines those, and I sit here and some try to be smart, but Every a lot. End, everything <laughs> yeah. coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's a fun one though. I like talking about that stuff. We have another one coming up here too. Uh, we actually have a couple, but well, we just finished the D and D series, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The D and D. There's four episodes on there. Yep. So Thanks, check Joe. out.
0: This, yep. I'm so mad about that final episode. <laughs> yeah, it's all right.
1: Sorry. It's <laughs> yeah. a sore
2: subject for me.
0: <laughs> well, you twin cups stop looking at the stars, and then you just you just when you threw like I was listening when I was editing down and stuff like that. There was one thing where you just. I threw a torch to try to distract, and I, I get it. And then Ryan is like, "I'm gonna throw a torch," and he throws the torch and rolls a three. And he's like, "The torch goes Hayward and falls at the stairs," and you're we like, "Oh," I said, "Where are we at?" At the top of the stairs. Fucking <laughs> a, <laughs> so, what a mess. So, check out that series. But we appreciate all of our listeners and followers out there. Um, we couldn't do it without you and we, we hope you share and you like what you hear and we hope we can do some episodes for you guys in the future. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been real. Peace. Bye.